Hey friends, are you familiar with the most trusted business network for business executives? It's the C-Suite Network. If you're a business of $5 million or greater, and if you're a VP level or higher, then you're invited to join the C-Suite Network to connect with your business peers. Go to c-suitenetwork.com, that's a c-suitenetwork.com, to learn more about the benefits, meetings, and services exclusive for C-Suite executives like you. Okay, let's do the show. It's time to accelerate. Hey friends, this is Andy. Welcome to episode 481 of Accelerate, sales podcast of record, where I hold in-depth conversations with today's leading experts in sales, marketing, and leadership six days a week. So if you like this show, it would really help us out if you took a minute, subscribed, left a review for us, and you can do that all with the podcast app on your phone that you're listening to this podcast with today. So go ahead, hit pause on the show now, go subscribe, leave your quick review, and then come right back. We'll, we'll be waiting for you. Joining me on Accelerate today is Ian Moyce. He's UK sales director at Natterbox. He's a cloud and social selling specialist. You know, interesting about how Ian sort of came to be on the show. He reached out and pinged me a few times about coming on Accelerate because he wanted to talk about social selling, but from a different perspective. And finally, when I had a chance to connect with him and talk, it seemed like this would be a great topic because usually we're talking on the show about using social selling to connect with your prospects for your product or service. But Ian really wanted to focus on what you can do to use social selling to find that next job. So today we're going to look at that as talk about connecting with prospects to sell you for that next, that next assignment, that next gig, because it's a fact of life that we're all going to be looking for work at more than one occasion in our career. So using social is a great way to start making that happen. So Ian Moyes, welcome to Accelerate. Thanks, Andy. Good to be here. Yeah, I apologize yeah. to the audience. I keep banging my microphone for some reason. Today. I'm talking with my hands more than I normally do. I don't know why, but it's it's. Uh, no worries. I've noticed that. I've done a couple of interviews today. I keep banging my microphone. So let's talk about you know finding a job with social. Science. I mean, I'll ask you. I mean, you've. I think you actually perhaps when we're recording this, you know, sorry, you said between assignments as well. But so when yeah. you're advising people about how to use social selling to find a job can you give a specific example of how you've used it or someone else you know has sure. used it sure so it's interesting because the, the, the you know we all talk about the buyer and tim tim's been on as you say and we talk about the buyer dynamic having changed but the buyer isn't always someone you just send in the you know, when i interview salespeople, i've done a lot of interviewing over the years it always amazes me in, in the standard interview process how salespeople, many of them and i would say a high percentage um switch out of selling mode they, they forget all the things they were taught, and I, that's what I'm judging them by, right? Sat in front of me, how you behave, do you show the behavior patterns and natural th- things you would do as a salesperson? You know, are you test closing? Are you judging me, et cetera? Um, and if you think about trying to find a job, it's the prospecting stage. And then it's the engagement stage. Um, and social selling is about using those methodologies and approaches with the underpinning social tools to get engagement with a potential customer. Um, why can't it be used to get engaged with a potential employer? Because there's a lot of similarities in the process you go through. The big difference is, of course, the product you're selling is you, that you know the best in the world. Well, and also, um, we're talking here about social selling to get a job not just using social to get a job i mean yeah exactly yeah you can respond to a, uh, an advert on linkedin uh, but so does everyone else so does everyone, everyone else, else right, right. That, but that's yeah, not so using gonna... that's not using social to get a job that's not what no. we're talking about here today no and if you think about it if you do that what you're doing is you're waiting for the customer to put a tender out and you're going to reply in a reactive mode um 
which is all part of it, right? right? But what about doing the proactive mode? Um, and there's, there's two ways you can use the social selling PEs. One, one is to actually try and create and find a role that is not out on the market yet through your through a contact base or leverage or somewhere you'd like to work or the second one is if it is advertised how do you differentiate yourself in the process um, to be more likely the candidate that they're interested in because you're showing different behaviors so the first thing i would say to people is, is you know and i've coached a number of people on getting getting jobs in the past of, of colleagues who are into the traditional old we apply for something and you go to recruiters and then you just reactively go through that process as we talked about the biodynamic changing the employer dynamic has changed you know do you wait for hr um and and that side to pick it up or are you going to reach out and find who's who's it the real employer it's not hr that's not who you're going to work for it's the marketing director it's the sales director it's the vp of product management so if you're in a particular role it doesn't just work in technology but you've got a particular industry segment or role that you have you can you probably pretty easily suss out well, who's it that's likely to employ me? Which department? What type of companies? And often you can identify the companies you might like to work for. And that might be through pulling out through social, pulling out target lists, or looking at new innovators in that market, disruptors, et cetera, et cetera. And then using social, firstly, the, the point, of course, in social is to research. Re find out who, who are those individuals that might be putting that job spec together that need that employee or may have it coming up down the road. They may have a plan where, hey, sometime in the next six months, we're going to put something in place here to launch this new et cetera, et cetera. Well, and here's, well, a, but here's an interesting point. Let me interject mm. here. Is, is that what you're talking about is doing this before you're actually looking for work. Well, potentially. Yeah, you know, but I think that people... Un, 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 unfortunately, in the tech sector, um, particularly at the moment, there is an incredible high volume of people suddenly on the market because... Sure. We're seeing a disruption in that market. That's a whole other discussion. But so there's a but lot in of general. What I'm saying is, you know, if you're a career, if you're a sales professional, let's say this is yeah. your career, you're not aspiring to necessarily, you know, become vice president of sales. But but you know, career professional, you're extremely good at what you do. You should be, you know, much as employers and managers are always told, as you show, constantly be recruiting. So too, I think, <laughs> especially given the the availability of tools like LinkedIn and others. You should always be looking out into the future for yourself and and forming the connections that can lead to the engagements you talked about. Yep. For what your future opportunities should be or could be. And and, and some of it. Let, let me give you this social. A number of salespeople I talk to in processes, and uh, I don't use social. I'm not into social selling, or because I don't want to post everything about my breakfast on Twitter. You know, they're 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 understanding of being on there is missing the boat. And I've said to them, well, if you, the more connections you make, the more interaction you have, it will help you down the line. But you may not predict how. So I've had a a lot of accidental positive things happening, such as Tim Hughes, you mentioned. So um, I'm um, a, a non-exec on, on Tim's Digital Leadership Associates um, team. Um, I met Tim through social because we kept bumping into each other and then we start to engage a little bit and then start to explore. And it, that's where it ended up. I've had lots of opportunities um, for different interviews, um, for jobs, etc., and I'm get, getting approached now as I'm in, I'm, I'm in between in the process, and I'm getting approached 
cold by quite a few because they've spotted things I've done or that they've noted I know someone um, through social who's known about what they're doing and has recommended me through social to them and they've reached out and found me. So the whole part of the recruitment thing, I think you've got to think of this is going to be part of uh, that world. And if you look at the number of applications online now that you do, and it'll ask, one of the, you know, LinkedIn's done a great job. One of the things it does is often say, click here to attach your LinkedIn profile and use that as your job spec. So, you know, if you don't oh, think... Oh, your, your CV, I mean. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, apologies. So, people look at the, the first thing I say to people is, you've got to have a good, and I say this on the same, a lot of this is parallel to social selling. You've got to have a good social buyer. How you look and what they can find on you on social is going to be found. And I do this when I'm recruiting someone and I look them sure. up, find well, stuff. And but, yeah, it, let's it, talk about that because you, you published an article. It's on LinkedIn. People can find it. Yeah. I like the title. You said, are you biosocial? Which yep. is, a, I think, a clever way of, of phrasing it. And so, yeah, I'll probably end up stealing that and using it. But <laughs> You're welcome. Um, thanks. A great, a great title. But yeah, fundamentally, what you're starting off by saying is that look, if you're ever going to be looking for work, then beware the law of unintended consequences from what you post on your various social profiles. Yeah, and so this is about becoming biosocial ready, if you will. Yeah, and yeah, you had some interesting stats in there, which I thought all, were, were clever. Yeah, as but all, it goes both ways, right? I, so I, when I interview people, it's it's I want to see I've looked at them and suss some stuff out, and we'll have some questions that are pertinent around it. I want to see if they've done the same. So I often ask people, you know, so if you're in the recruitment phase, look up who, you know, firstly, reach out and use cold. You can look at your network of connections. I want to go, potentially that could be a good company to work for. Um, look at your connections. You And you say, oh, I don't know anyone there. But you don't know that until you look because people move around. So I've been engaged with companies where I suddenly find someone is a senior person there in a different country than when I knew them uh, on a global basis mm-hmm. 15, 15, 16 years later. And I knew them in a totally different world. And it's like, oh, my gosh, that happens a lot. The more connections you make now, so particularly if you're earlier in your career uh, and the more you socially network and you make yourselves available to things and you engage – it will pay you back throughout. And it gets easier and easier and easier. So I'm in one position at the moment where I'm in discussion for a role. And I know 25 people in that company across the globe that I'm connected to. And I've picked out people within that and said to to the people I'm actually engaging with, these five or six are going to know me best. And several of them are at senior level in your business. Please reach out to them internally. What better than to prompt an internal reference? Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely, and what and what better to find a job opportunity where it's not advertised yet, or it's not on the market, and they've got fifty candidates, where you can cut the sale. Same as a t- same as when you're doing a sale, right? You you don't want it to go to tender. You don't want ten people bidding. You want to be in there shaping the sale, and hopefully, therefore, crafting it around your proposition that you your percentage chance of losing. It's pretty low. And we've all seen those tender bids where you get involved and you sort of look at it and you think this has been written for a particular product. They've helped them write or craft this. Mm -hmm. And the question is, do you bid? Why can't it be the same in the job role? You know, reach out to those people. And if you do it using social selling techniques, which I'm sure you've covered plenty of, why not reach out to the individual of that company or someone senior and position your value and say, look, I really like what you're doing about such and such, or I saw your tweet about this or your blog about this, and I had this opinion of it. And, it, it, and having read it, I'm interested in exploring if there's anything in your company where I could add value. 
Well, and so let's let's deconstruct that for a second because yeah, sure. certainly amongst that is if you're going to reach out to somebody, yeah, is is yeah, as you said, you know, have a comment about the tweet that you that you put out, or I have a comment about the article that you wrote, or you know, add something of value to it. Just yeah. don't make that connection, right? Why why should they pay attention to what to you or to what you have to say? And so exactly. when you think about your profile, is and we'll go through some do's and don'ts that you had written about, but you know. Sure. In and amongst that, you have to say, look, what am I saying about what I do and what I'm passionate about and the value I can add to other companies? You know, is that where are my recommendations, for instance? Or, you know, have I gone and commented on discussions that are taking place on, you know, in LinkedIn, either a discussion group yeah. or, you know, just one that you, somebody you follow that putting out good questions or maybe you, maybe you're posing great questions that people are engaging well, with. Let me give you a real-life example. A couple, couple of years ago, I, I won't use the company name, but I approached a global um, telecoms company, that uh, a brand that everyone on here would have heard of. So I looked at it and thought, okay, they might be one of the interesting prospects in my in my pool when I was looking for a role. Um, so I reached I, I, and I saw an article. So I did a bit of research. You look at you, uh, and then up up this article talking about new innovative things they want to do in cloud, et cetera, et cetera, uh, by one of their board members in the States. So I reached out to that individual cold with a proper, uh, with, with, I read this article, I really, this piece resonated, but and comment on this piece. Um, and I think that will mean my interpretation is you're going to be doing this. And I particularly have been involved and love doing that and would like to add some value if there's a, po- a possible opportunity for discussion. Now, it might not work right, but it did. in that instance, it did. I was then brought into their UK office at senior level because guess what? One of their top guys globally had seen value in this comment and said, you should talk to this guy. Mm-hmm. Now, they're not they're not going to not do it. So what they were looking at was exploring, is there a role we can create, even though this isn't live yet, and there's no job spec and there's nothing. And we had several meetings. I think it was in there two or three times. It didn't actually come out to something at the end. But that, yeah, that's that's one of the things you go through. But it, And I've done that multiple times in my career, going way back before social of approaching a business and saying, look, you're not in this country at the moment. And I seen what you did and why wouldn't you do that because what it's demonstrating particularly if you're a salesperson is exactly what they want in someone they want someone who's a go-getter who will find a creative way to create an opportunity in a new business at senior level you've just demonstrated the all, all the all the um, attributes that they typically well, you demonstrated you've demonstrated that you can deliver value and that that yeah. was really the key thing right they would if you hadn't added your comments onto it about what they were doing, then the whole thing would have gone unnoticed, perhaps, right? Yeah. So, so, so it's all about it's all about which is where social. It's all what you do in social selling, right? But it's, in that instance, it's to get a customer. You can apply them all to get engagement for a job. And even if you don't get it, here's the interesting piece. Even if you don't get it, great, you've made some new contacts. Connect with them because you don't know where they'll be. If you made a good impression, you've, you've got new leverage. You might better reach out to them for something else in, in another year or two. It's all about con- continually extending right. that network and adding value to your, to that audience. Okay, well, I agree. So let's let, I totally agree. So let's let's take a step back though, and and sure. you, know, you, you had some interesting stats in the article. Said ninety three percent of recruiters are likely to look at a candidate's social profile. Forty eight percent of employers use Google or other search engines to dig up digital dirt on candidates. Yeah, eighty uh, percent. 
of employers will check a candidate's LinkedIn profile, which is amazing it's so low. Yeah, uh, so I, thought, I thought that. Yeah. 44% of firms check a candidate's Facebook account, and 27% of recruiters or hiring managers search a Twitter feed. So that's just setting the foundation saying, look, to your point about creating a social profile, your bio, are you biosocial, which I liked, is, is yep. you have to be very thoughtful. And we're going to get into this idea about how thoughtful and deliberate you need to be. And you needed this to be about sales in general, right? This is one of the themes yep. I continually bring up in the show. But you have to be incredibly thoughtful and deliberate about what you post on your various profiles. Because yep. people are looking. And as we talked about the law of unintended consequences is, you know, something you post out there and, and uh, you know, you think it's harmless, but a potential employer thinks it's not. And maybe it's not. Or maybe it was borderline and, you know, you thought it was fun, but somebody else didn't. You just have to make those decisions what you're willing to risk. Uh, yeah. And what I said to people is you can say it's unfair. Well, they shouldn't be looking at my face, but you can control who can see things, right? Only my friends, only connected, et cetera, et cetera. You have that but but they fight, they fall open right so they standard it's typically these things are open um but often you won't know you won't find out that that's caused it because people won't tell you 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 the damage is done but no one's going to put the damage in front of you so well, you can't anticipate it the only thing you can anticipate is that it could happen so yeah. therefore you know how important is it you know make well, make well, the trade well, off well, yourself well, let me give you a couple of context points I've come across. One, one is uh, uh, in the past couple of years, I came across a company, and, and I'm seeing growth in this, who will help. Re- uh, they they do it for companies, but also professionals like doctors, etc. They will help mitigate bad online stuff. Right, <laughs> and they can't remove. You can't remove it. But here's here's the interesting thing. What they what they do is help move it down the the ranking for you. So if you've got something bad on there, but it's on page 12, someone's probably not going to get to it. If it's on page one or two, they'll spot it. So they charge people and typically high professionals who who have a personal brand and companies and they can do that right because they will post good content make it get it more popular index all this stuff to move it down not remove it get it in a place that people aren't going to find it anyway unless they really really dig the second one that i've seen discussion on and i've spoken about this before is when are we going to see the first newspaper article that says xyz person has changed their name by deed poll. And that's what's called in the UK. I'm not sure in other territories. But, <laughs> the territories. Yeah, the yeah. colonies. So they've changed their name because it was easier to do that than to try and clean up the mess they've left on social <laughs> through their teenage and college years. Because you can't do it, right? Everything's indexed, cached, re-indexed, put on this. You can try and clean it, but the chances are, and we've seen this, in, and unfortunately, in bullying cases and some of the mm-hmm. malicious stuff, is... You can't stop it. Once it's out there, it, it gets copied and replicated and mirrored and all this stuff. So, you know, are we going to see a stage where you interview someone and, the, and you don't find much history on them because they've changed the name to hide it? I think it's going to happen at some point. <laughs> and it's going to happen from a millennial because, they, the, you know, millennials at this point in the Z generation have, have entered the market with all of this stuff being second nature we we um, you know the the work market today the majority of us have watched the the birth of these social media networks and they weren't there in an early career um but the youth of today it's not it they're using it from as soon as they can touch a keyboard and get hold of their own device and they're not realizing it and you know we see the discussions now starting with parents posting pictures of their children and we're talking by the age a child gets to 15 
the volume, the, the, you know, how many pictures, there's going to be an average of X thousand of pictures of that individual online before they even get to do any of it. Mm. We're in a different world now. Um, so if anyone's naive enough to think no one's going to look you up, it takes seconds, right? I do it on every candidate I look at. LinkedIn's where you start. Um, well, then Google I, the person. As you said, exactly. we, should all, would, we should all be Googling ourselves. I, I, that's the way to do it. And I would prefer someone to put links to their social accounts connected together. And I always tell people on social selling to do this because it's professional. Is On your LinkedIn, if you've got a Twitter account, put Put the link, link them together so it's easy for me to find you and look at across them rather than I go and search because I will go and do it anyway. But then it shows, hey, I'm really open. I've got no issue. I'm cognizant of the fact that you're going to look. I'm making it easy because I've got nothing to hide. And then show a consistent individual brand. And people get hung up on this personal brand and piece. It's not anything to be bad about. But have this, at least a similar picture so you look the same. Don't have your party picture. Women don't do your wedding picture, which I know why, because it's the day you look the best. But, you know, think about the professional implication. And have a wedding picture if you're selling wedding goods and that's your industry, right? But if not, think about what you're doing, the words you're using. And, and if, is someone going to look at this and go, this person gets it, they're professional, tick. It just neutralizes any negativity on it. Because if it's bad, they're going to find it, and that's what they're going to remember. Because here's the thing people forget. In sales, we were always taught first impressions count. So the first Which 60 seconds, two minutes in the room, whatever it is, firm handshake. Seven seconds. Look, yeah, exactly. So look crisp, look, you know, pressed shirt and tight and all this stuff. But today, that first impression is happening before you ever get there. It's happening digitally. Sure. Absolutely, and if, you, and if you don't, if you're not cognizant of that, you need to wake up to it and smell the coffee because you can't change it. You can't say it's not fair, and you can disagree and have opinion. But reality is that is what is happening. And yeah, you and I need think, to I think for the purpose, right? I I agree, and I think for the purposes though of of looking for work, is that you know just as important as these things we've talked about, at least to my mind, when I'm looking, when I'm hiring people, and I've hired people in the past. And help clients hire people is that you have to you have to stand for something, right? It's mm-hmm. not just enough to fill in the blanks. Yeah, I've got social. I you know, have a LinkedIn profile. I've filled in, you know, touched all the blanks and got my experience. And you know, LinkedIn's rated me as you know, all star profile or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But what are you, what are you saying, right? What are you saying about the industry you're in, about the things that you do, about things you're you're passionate about? You know, how are you contributing and participating in the discussion about what you sell, the industry you serve, the customers you serve. I mean, yep. if I look at two LinkedIn profiles, I got somebody that, you know, on the surface, you know, I get through the first part of it is, yeah, okay, they both have some experience in sales. But somebody has, you know, I can track down somebody's uh, posted a couple of some articles, they've contributed in discussion groups, you know, things that you can sort of track and see, yeah, they're adding value to the yep. discussion. They're being thoughtful about the industry. That's a big and, differentiator. And, and and how great if they, if when you do engage with them, they refer to, they find a connection point because of social. And it might be they say to you, "Hey, yeah, I saw you went to. I had a call earlier today, and I mentioned to the guys, um, hey, I, I saw you went to university in Boulder. I lived I lived there for a period a few years ago, and straight away there's a connection, and we had a point to connect on and have a quick conversation on." You can find that stuff out from their social accounts if you look. You know, what are they tweeting about? Oh, they're really passionate about something. But the one that you are. Now, the one thing I will say is you've got to be genuine. Um, so don't 
if you see they're tweeting about archaeology and stuff and you have no interest in it at all, you, you know, don't... Yeah, don't make up a story that you did a dig no. in Egypt. Exactly, exactly. So it, it's it's got to be something where you find a genuine connection. When I saw this guy had been in Boulder, it was like, oh my God, what a beautiful town. And we had a quick chat about it. I said, yeah, I live down whereabouts or such and such. There is a connect, connection and that's what it's about when you do human to human selling. It's the same in recruitment, right? People buy things from people they like. People want to engage and hire people they like. Absolutely, your, your, your criteria of your work ethic and, and your history and what you've done and all that counts, not, not negating that. But if there's two candidates, and they're both pretty similar and they could both do it, I tell you, they're going to hire the one they feel warmth towards. It, it's uh, not consciously, but it's the reality of the world. You buy from people you like and you can in, engage and be engaged prior to getting there. Um, well, so that, the other thing that's I, the, the, that's other, the key point that we had yeah, talked about earlier is, is you have to be strategic. I mean, in your look at your career, not as you know, sort of in the three month increments, but say, okay, you know, I've got this job now. Where do I want to be? Where, 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 long, where, exactly, where would be good. ideal for me in two years or four yeah. years? Or, you know, hey, this job will be great for two years, but I know after two years, I'm probably going to have exhausted pretty much all I'm going to get out of this one. You know, the opportunities that's here internally, possibly, but at the same time, now, let's say you're working in tech, you know, lots of opportunity. Where do I want to be? So I'm strategically start making connections with people, learning about people, engaging with people that when the time comes could potentially be of service to you. And, I, and I've had people reach out to me and do you know what? They stand out a mile because uh, I get a candidate or someone reaches out to me through social. They do a, a neat approach of, do you know what? I've really seen you've done that. I've followed your blogs or I've done this, they, some engagement comment. Or they've I've noticed they've engaged before. And they say, Look, I'm on the market at the moment. Um, this is what I'm looking for. Uh, I see you're connected to such and such. Could you could you help me? Or could you give me any advice around that? Or I've had people just reach out to me saying, "Look, I've seen what you've done. Uh, I'm really into such and such, and in, in, into cloud, or trying to get more into it. And I'd welcome if there's any opportunity to work with you. And do you know what? It's, it's a potential candidate that's got engagement now without going through a recruiter, without going through HR, and, and they're demonstrating to me tenacity of selling. Now, I'm not saying they're, they're, you're not going to hire them if they've got the right background and they're not at the right level, et cetera, or you haven't got a role, but it immediately makes them different. And, it, mm-hmm. and, and if there's 100 candidates or you are about to advertise and someone's hit you, sometimes it's timing and sometimes it's accidental – you can differentiate yourself by doing it using social selling techniques to differentiate yourself and put you at, at least at the table, if not at the top of the pile of consideration for a role that may not have been advertised yet or there isn't even a role yet, but they're thinking about it. Um, no one wants to go through the whole process. It, you know, you, you say you've done it. It's painful to do a job, do the whole process, go and see 20 people. My view is if there's a good candidate who can do the job, I don't need to go and see five more people to compare to. You get on with it because um, you may then lose the good candidate you had to start with. So being proactive, using social media to look at what's out there, putting raising your profile because you will also find opportunity comes to you won't be overnight, but if you do the right things on social uh, and engage and comment and do blogs, people will notice and you can build your profile. It will pay you back again and again and again. But you've got to start now. And a lot of people I speak to, both for the selling and the job side, say, yeah, but I, they, because they can't see instant gratification, right. they never start. They never start. 
Well, that that is the key, right? Is this is not a like anything. It's like selling a, a large account, right? They're not going to close in the first thirty days. Typically, it, you may have to work. Yep. I mean, I had accounts I worked for three, four years before I got a deal. Yeah, boy, is worth it when we got it though. But you have to have some patience. You got to invest in the opportunity. You got to demonstrate value at each step of the way. And this is the part I think that's missing: is people think that you know, if I just make sure my profile is complete, but you don't show anything beyond that. You don't show that you're interested in your business that you have nothing unique to add then yep. there's no reason for people to to talk to you no and, and it's all about connections right <clears throat> and, and as i say I, I always say with social whatever part of social you're looking at um, one thing begats another but you can't predict what it's going to be so if you engage you take part you will find things happen and opportunities present themselves it might be in three years time and you never saw that. I've had so many where I never saw that coming from a cyborg. Could you come? Could you come and pay, I've been paid to present things, and they've approached me. How's that come about? Oh, because they saw this blog over here, and they'd commented, and someone else uh, commented back and and said they. I'd, oh yeah, and presented for. It's been this knock-on effect where mm-hmm. I had no, I had no visibility of it happening, no control over it, and it's created me an opportunity because of stuff I'd done way in the past. And I, that's why I constantly do stuff now, because I've seen so many opportunities out of this through employment, uh, con- advising people, contracting board roles, and all these sort of things, where it's been accidental. People say to me, well, how did you end up doing that? How did you end up on the board of this in- industry f- in- industry body? Totally accidental that I did this, and, th- and that blog supported by so-and-so, and I got to know them, and they knew so-and-so, and, they, and then someone asked them, do you know anyone might be into this? And they suggested me. But I couldn't have predicted that path of six knock-on effects. It's impossible. Exactly. You know, yeah, it's, the whole, just... it's the whole Jurassic Park chaos theory they describe, right? <laughs> it, it's all those little ripples. Well, uh, yeah, the butterfly flapping the wings in Brazil causes a yeah. hurricane in the Pacific. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, no, but, absolutely. But you've got to put yourself out there, use some of this stuff, put, invest some time in it. Uh, and in the jobs side, be different because you will be able to find jobs uh, that aren't even advertised. Um, and create opportunities for yourself. And people love someone being different. I, I want a candidate to stand out and make it easy for me to hire them above, here's 50 CVs, great. Right. And they're all very similar. I want the one that just stands out and makes me my hiring opportunity easy. And if you're reaching out to me and you've got a good profile and bio and all that stuff, um, why am I not going to consider you in that position because you've just set yourself apart from everyone else immediately, and I looked at your profile and it's great, and and what you're exp- you're showing uh, indiv- individuality on there. You're showing who you are. It looks professional, um, smiley picture. You know, I see yours on, on on there. Lots of people I see pictures, and it's the picture's more scary than smiley. It's like how depressed do you look? Why do you do that? So an easy example for people there, and I always mention this: go and test your picture on a site like photofeeler.com. You can for free put different pictures on and have people rate it based on business or personal. You say, this is what I'd like to be judged by, and I'll rate it. And you can say, actually, so I did that with my profile, which is why my LinkedIn has my picture with my glasses on. I had two exact same press pictures, one without glasses, one with. I tested it. Photofeeler's audience uh, said, my without glasses, um, credi- I, think, I think it was influence or credibility or seniority or something. It was like 52%. With glasses, it was up in the 80s. That, there Who you knew? go. Never leave yeah. home without them. 
Yeah, but do you know what? That told me, don't go with a picture I wanted, which <laughs> my wife said is, yeah, no glasses. No. Well, that's like, and I wouldn't have known that. Yeah. There's little things you can do, those little things. It, it's all about incremental, small incremental gains. It's the old British cycling team thing. Yep. It's about, can you be 1% better here, 1% better there? There's no magic of, I can be 10 times better than everyone. It's about having lots of small things where you're better, 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 and, and it all adds up to a greater outcome. Exactly. Yeah, people can go read my blog post. Uh, gosh, from about a year ago about Dave Brailsford and the the, the, the Sky Brilliant. team. So did, anyway, did that. Yeah, perfect. The story. aggregation of one percent gain. So that's the one. Ian, thank you very much for joining me here today, sharing your knowledge about how to use social selling to get a new job. So tell folks how they can connect with you. Sure. Thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, LinkedIn, you can find me. Rather than search, if you want, go straight to ianmoist.co.uk. That'll take you straight there. Twitter, ianmoist.cloud. That'll take you straight to my accounts. Please follow there, and uh, you'll find I share content around this and social. And I get a lot of good feedback saying I share good stuff, So, good. Uh, which, which is good to hear. All right. Well, Ian, thanks for being on the show. And, thank you. And uh, friends, thank you for spending time with me today. And remember, please come back and join me again tomorrow. And until then, really appreciate it. If you get a chance, go to iTunes, uh, subscribe to the show. Even if, Of course, you won't if I keep hitting the microphone like that. And leave a review for Accelerate because I want to hear what you have to say, good or bad. And uh, thanks again for joining me. Until next time, this is Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>